And sometimes, I'm not going to pretend that it's always easy, but sometimes it's not easy. There are situations that arise, and it's hard to put real trust that things are going to turn out right. But God always does everything for our good and for his glory. No matter what it is, if we get the answer we want, if we get the answer that we was not hoping for, it's always for our good and for his glory. Because he is a good God. He is a mighty God. And I thank him. I have two daughters. I have three granddaughters and a grandson. So God has been very, very good for me. I have been a widow for this coming up December 15 years. I was married to a wonderful, godly man. But God has got me through this. Sister James knows those feelings. But God's faithful. God is faithful and God is good. He has been so good to me in my life. And I want to start out with this scripture. And then I want to go from there. Psalms 18, 2 through 3. The Lord is my rock and my salvation, my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my butler and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. God is worthy. And I want to talk about a couple of men that God did tremendous things for in the Word of God. And then I'm going to talk about a couple of ladies that God used. If you want to put a title on this, it could be, well, maybe your prayer didn't come in the time you thought. All right. Mm -hmm. Who has ever prayed in here and thought, God, I need to see this. I need to see this now. I'm not sure I can hold on anymore. I need to see you move in this situation. And it's like, God, do you even hear my prayer? Because sometimes it seems like God moves so slow. Mm -hmm. But he moves perfect. He moves in the right time. We get restless. And we expect it to be instant when we pray. Instead of saying, God, I know there's things that I can learn while I am waiting to see this take place. The ones that was in here for Sunday school heard Brother Smitty talk about a few things in my life. One of my daughters is married and she and her husband are missionaries to the island of Cyprus. My youngest daughter went through a very traumatic divorce a few years ago. And a little after that process, she walked away from God. Mm -hmm. I prayed. I cried. I did everything I knew to do. And God spoke to me and said, you know what? You just don't do anything. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for me. But if my personality, if there's a need, then come on, let's just get in there and fix it. But this is something I couldn't fix. And it seemed like when I would talk to her, there would be some resentment. Because, oh yeah, well, that's just mama. And God says, just stand still and pray. And watch what I will do. And I'm not going to tell you that there were nights that I cried and I said, God, Am I even going to live long enough to see this? Mm. 
I need to see this. Well, Mother's Day, that daughter prayed back there to the Holy Ghost. And not only that, but the Sunday after, the grandson prayed there to the Holy Ghost. Awesome. So God is, we can trust him. Every time I go to church since Mother's Day, my pastor says, has that smile left your face? And I said, I don't think it's ever going to leave my face. God is good. But sometimes we think if we don't give an instant, then it's been denied. God, where are you? Are you even going to answer this problem? Something being delayed and coming about in the right time is not a denial. It's just God using his wisdom for what is best. Yes. Exodus 33, 18, and 23 says, And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. This is Moses talking to God. Moses had such a hunger to see God. He wanted to see his glory. He wanted to look into his face. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for thou shalt no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass, for our glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cleft of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Now, if this had been you, or me, would you try to send the people? I probably would have, just to see his face. I've never seen his face. I long to see his face. Moses had such a hunger to see his face. Go through the life of Moses, Moses dies. Mm -hmm. That prayer request was not answered in Moses' lifetime. But I am a firm believer that not one prayer does God forgive. Yeah. Not one prayer. I don't care who prays that prayer, God hears and he does not forget. In Matthew 17, 1 and 3. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transformed before them, transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. When he went up on that mount, he called back Moses. And listen in 2 Corinthians 4 and 6, what he did. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Moses got his prayer. He saw the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ when Jesus called him back. And he was on that mount with Jesus. All those years, wow. Moses had been dead for years. <laughs> God never forgot. So do you think most God loves Moses more than us? No. God is no respecter of persons. 
cherishes every single one of us. I don't think, I know I can't. The only one I can speak about is myself. I can't fully understand the love that God has for me. I know how much I love my children, and I would give my life for them. But God's love is even greater than that. Because we're not deserving. We've turned our backs on him. We have sinned. But he loves us so much, he never forgets one prayer. So Moses got his prayer answered. He got to see the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And the reason he could not see it when he first asked, is that son, that begotten son, had not been born. Right. And to see the true glory of God, Come on. Jesus Christ had to be born. Because he is fully human and he is fully God. That's right. So to see that glory, Jesus had to be born. So God answered that prayer request. And there was another man. Well, two, but it's going to talk more about one. Elijah and Elijah. This is in 2 Kings 2, 9 through 13. And it came to pass when they were going over that Elijah said unto Elijah, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto, unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so, because only God can give that prayer. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven, and Elisha saw it. So Elijah told him, if you see me go up, then your prayer request will be granted. You will receive a double portion. What God allowed me to do through his power, you will get a double portion of that. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. Well, I did research on this and I thought, okay, I'm going to find out how many miracles God did through Elijah. He did seven. seven. Now, I'm... If someone tells me you're going to get double, well, that's got to come out 14. Sure. Because double of seven is 14. Elijah did seven miracles. Drought. And all these is found in 1 Kings and 2 Kings. Meal and oil multiplied. A child was restored to life. Sacrifice consumed by fire. Captives and men were slain by fire. He brought rain, and the waters of Jordan was divided. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go, and I'm going to see the 14 miracles that God used Elisha to do. And if you go into the study Bible, so the one that I have, it listed 13. Okay. 
And I thought, no, I'm not satisfied with yeah. that. That's not double. That's right. And when God promises something, right. he always completes it. That's right. There's got to be another miracle hidden in there somewhere. That whoever just put this in the back of this study Bible simply didn't search it all last time. Right. So it's got to be in there. So I started searching. And these are the 13 miracles that were listed. The Jordan was divided. The waters were healed. Mocking children torn by bears. Water supplied. The widow's oil was multiplied. The sun was promised. The pottage was rendered harmless. <coughs> Loaves multiplied. A child was raised to life. Naaman was healed. We talked about that in the Sunday school class today. Gehazi stuck with, was struck with leprosy. The iron was caused to swim. And the Syrians were smitten. That's 13. So I went back to 2 Kings and I thought, no, there's got to be another one in there. There's got to be 14. And this is what I found. 2 Kings 13, 20 and 21. Elisha died. Just like Moses, he died. Yeah. It starts off in the 20th verse, and Elisha died. And they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming in of the years. But listen at verse 21. And it came to pass, as they were burying the man, that behold, they spied a band of men, and they cast the man into the sepulcher of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, now Elisha was dead. All right. He revived. The man was healed. Wow. Wow. From the dead bones of Elisha, and stood up on his feet, number 14. Mm -hmm. wow. God never fails. Amen. He will do it. And that's what I want to talk about today. God has given you a promise, ladies, about a child that is not serving him. Any situation, God has given you a promise. God will fulfill that Amen. promise. Amen. There is no two ways about it. He will fulfill it. Now, there are times that we'll pray for something, and it's not God's will that we have that. Mm. And we find out that it's very good that God said no. Yes. Right. Because sometimes we pray, and we don't pray correctly. Right. But I can tell you one prayer that is the, in the perfect, divine will of God. And that's when we pray for the salvation of yes. someone. Yes, amen. You never go wrong when you pray for someone to be saved. Right. I don't care who it is. Yes. I don't care what they've done. It doesn't make any difference to God. Right. God will hear that prayer. Both these men died. But he brought Moses back up and Moses witnessed him. But this blew my mind. Used a dead man's bones right. to do a miracle yeah. because he didn't forget yeah. that Elisha said, I don't want 13 miracles. Right. I want a double portion, right. which is 14. So God is faithful. God is just. We can trust him. He keeps his word. Don't give up hope. I don't care what the situation looks like that. You may be facing. 
or that I may be facing in the future. I have learned through a lot of situations that I can trust him. I can turn to him when I can't turn to anyone else because he's there when people cannot be. There are times that people simply can't be with us in situations. But God is right there. Amen. He never leaves us. He is right there. So we should never give up hope. Just keep trusting. We are to trust. And I love this story. I'm not going to go into scriptures about this story, but just going to tell you a little about it. It's found in Luke 18, 1 through 6. Jesus tells them to remember the story of the unjust judge. And he tells them, this man did not fear men, and he did not fear God. There was no fear in his life. I just guess he just thought he was in. He was the judge, and he didn't have to fear anyone. But there was a little lady that had debtors, and they were coming after her. The Bible calls them her adversaries. But that lady knew only one person could help her. And that was that judge. Didn't make any difference that undoubtedly he was an ungodly man because he didn't fear God. Didn't make any difference what kind of man he was. He was a judge. And he had the ability to avenge her of her adversary. He had the ability to meet those needs. Every day, now I'm paraphrasing. This is how I see it. Every day that little lady knocked on that door. Every day. I even believe she followed him to work. Everywhere he turned around, there she was. Yeah. He probably went home after work thinking of closing the door and we'll pull down the blinds. I do not want to see that lady. But she did not give up. He did not give her any encouraging words at all. He just walked away, but she kept knocking. And I believe finally, in my mind, she, because this is what I would say, she told him now, it's up to you whether this goes on for months, whether it goes on for years. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be here because you're the only one that can help me. You've got to avenge me of my adversaries. You've got to move in this situation. And the Bible said because she wearied him. She wore him down (laughs) because he got to where probably he dreaded seeing that little lady. But she knew her help only came from that judge. So she wore him down and he met the need. And Jesus tells us, remember that story. Now, I don't believe we wear God down like she did that judge. But there's something in that story. There's some nuggets in that story Jesus tells us to listen to. Keep knocking. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it takes weeks, takes months. Right. <coughs> we don't pray just one time and say, oh God, God, I, I talked to you about it two years ago. You know, you didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Keep reminding him that you trust him, that you know he's good that you know he heals your prayers and he will answer because if an ungodly judge 
would help that lady right. and take care of her needs. How much more would our Heavenly Come on. Father Come on. take care of every situation in our lives? Yeah. Yeah. And He will move and He will save our loved ones. If we as mothers and grandmothers don't give up hope, right. keep loving them through every situation. Don't ever turn away. Always let them see the love of God in you. Doesn't mean you may approve of things that they're doing, decisions they're making, but that love has to be there. Mm -hmm. Always show them the love of God. And they will see that you trust God. That you are praying for them and you trust God. And then they will learn, hopefully, that they can trust Him also. But we are to trust. 2 Peter 1 and 4 says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. We're just not given promises, we're given great and precious promises. Right. Mm -hmm. He wants us to ask for more than we could even think to ask for. Mm -hmm. It says exceedingly abundantly. Right. So we probably have not even touched the surface of what God wants to do in our life. Right. Of what God wants to do in Watertown. Right. Because God died for every person in Watertown. Right. No matter what they have done, doesn't make any difference to him. God loves, and God can turn this this town upside down through this church. Amen. Because you're bringing truth to this town. You have brought a light to this town. We just trust. Is it easy? No. I'm not going to lie There was times I wanted to go over there and shake my dog. And say, you know better. Yeah. Right. You was raised in church. Yeah. You know that. Mm -hmm. But God had to say, oh, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. I told you to be quiet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I told you to just talk to me. Right. I will talk to her. Mm -hmm. And that was hard. Yeah. Because I thought, no, God, I can, maybe I can you give me something to say, boy, that's just going to make her just break right down. Yeah. But God says, no, I know what I'm doing. And there's a song that says, even though we don't see that he's working, right. he is working behind the scenes. Yes. We don't know what he's doing, but he is working. And God is faithful. He is good. Yes. Acts 2 and 39, and this is for the moms and the grandmas. For the promise is unto you and to your children. And to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. For the promise is unto you and to some of your children. And to maybe a few that are afar off. That's not what it says. It says this promise is unto you and your children. And to all that are far off, that means your grandchildren, your moms, your dads, your sisters, your brothers, your friends. This promise is to everyone. Yes. And we know, sitting here today, that we have the answer for life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Jesus gave us this answer when he gave us his beautiful plan of salvation. And so we know this answer. Yes. 
and God wants us to share it. And I want to tell a story. This happened a few, well, several years ago. My husband was career Air Force. And uh, we were stationed, we left Germany, and we were stationed in this small town called Blytheville, Arkansas. And this town had a big, enormous, powerful <coughs> church. And during this time that we were at this church, there was an elderly lady. I'll never forget, she always sat toward the back. And it was a fairly good-sized church. And she, during prayer requests, she always prayed, pray for my husband. He never came to church with her. I, I never saw him. And because God has promised me he's going to save him. Pray for my husband. And she'd sit down. Every single time they asked if there was a prayer request, we all knew what her prayer request was, but it didn't stop her. She stood up and she never got elaborate. She just said, pray for my husband. God promised he was going to save him. And she'd sit down. Well, her husband became critically ill. They were both elderly. And he was put into the hospital. She came back to service. I will never forget this. They had prayer requests, and she stood up. But her prayer request was a little bit different. She said she stood in that hospital room where her husband was, and stood at the foot of that bed. And grabbed a hold of the foot of that bed and said, God, the doctors say he's dying. But you can't take him until you save him. Because you promised. You cannot let him die because you gave me a promise. Needless to say, he received the Holy Ghost. Wow. They took him from that hospital bed, took him downstairs, and baptized him in Jesus' name in a whirlpool. Wow. A few days later, he died. <laughs> he honored that promise because she wouldn't let go. She could have stood at that bed and said, well, God, I did my part. I went to church. I always had the church pray. He saw my life. I witnessed to him. Now he's just in your hands. Mm -hmm. He's made his choice. So what happens to him in eternity, he's made his choice. That's not what she did. She reminded this wonderful, gracious Savior. Right. He gave me a promise. Yeah. That's right. So I'm standing here telling you, you can't take it. Yeah. Not to you save it. Now someone may say, well, she was telling God what he could do. No, she was reminding God Come on. of yeah. a promise that he had given her. You cannot take him to you save him. Yeah. And he did. And I go twice a month to a place called Blue Mono. It's about an hour and a half from Murfreesboro. It is a drug and alcohol and abuse rehabilitation center <coughs> for ladies. But the whole goal of it is these ladies are moms. Is to get the ladies back with their children. Because most of their children have been taken away from them by courts. Some of them, their rights have totally been taken away. I've been, I've been going there now for going on seven years. And the miracle I have seen. It is amazing. I just want to share a couple of them. I'm almost done. But I just want to share a couple of these miracles. There was one lady that was going before the judge. And she was very nervous because she could have walked out of there and been taken right to prison. That's what she was facing. Well, most of them are facing prison time. But, so we prayed. 
all the ladies there prayed and we prayed for her and this still amazes me because God can work sometimes in really funny ways. Yeah. She went to court. Her lawyer went in and he told me to prepare her. He said, you're probably going to get some prison time. We're going to see if it's not a lot, but we're, you're probably going to get prison time. So he walked in with her. The district attorney walked in. And the judge was in there. The judge asked the district attorney to was all paperwork. District Attorney says, well, with this lady, we couldn't find it. Wow. Hmm. And the judge says, then why did you come to court? You don't have the paperwork that I need. I'm dismissing this. Go back to Blue Mile. Wow. Wow. Lost paperwork. It's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. So you could say, well, he just misled that. I don't believe he misled no. that no. paperwork. Right. And the judge could have said, well, you know what, we'll just postpone this court date. Yeah. You find the paperwork. But he did. Wow. He said, this case is dismissed. Go back to Blue Monarch. And when she testified of that, God can touch the heart. Well, the scripture says he's got the heart of a king in his hand. Mm -hmm. And he can turn that heart any way he wants to. Yes. So if he's got the heart of a king in his hand, <clears throat> he's got the heart of a judge in his hand. Right. He's got the heart of our children in his hand. Right. He's got the heart of our grandchildren, right. all of our loved ones. He's got their heart in his hand. And he has the power to turn that heart Amen. through situations that he allows to come into people's lives right. to draw them to himself. Amen. God will do it because he's good. He's faithful. There was another lady. And uh, she asked prayer, because I always ask if they have a situation coming up, who has the next court date, and how should we pray? And this lady had been to the doctor, and she was diagnosed with hepatitis C. And they had just, they had come at me, and this was two or three years ago, and they had come out with a drug, apparently, that will cure you with hepatitis C. Years ago, that was a death sentence. But that, but the shot was two thousand is two thousand dollars. Well, she's at Blue Monarch. She's in a drug and alcohol rehab. She does not have two thousand dollars. And at that time, the insurance fighting it. So when she left the doctor's office, he told her, "I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to try my best." to see what I can do to get your medical insurance to cover this shot for you. So we prayed. And she told us when she was going back to the doctor, he was going to let her know what the insurance final decision was. Well, she went back to the doctor. And he said, well, while you're here, we'll just do this test. She did the test, and there was no hepatitis C. Completely So she did not need to deal with her insurance card. She did not need them to say, yes, you can have a shot, or no, you can't. God help her. And these are ladies that don't even, they can't even comprehend the love of God yes. to start. Right. Right. If I had the time to tell you some of their life stories, mm -hmm. oh my word, you sit there and you, you look at them and you think, 
these beautiful young women, this was their life? <coughs> Some of them don't even know their children. The children are petrified of them because when they saw them, the mothers abused the kids. They were either high on drugs or drunk. But God has mended those families that we would not be there. I don't think it's been one in seven years since I've been going that has applied to the court for the children that did not get their children back. Wow. Even when their rights were taken away from them. Yeah. Because the judge saw that these ladies, with the help of Jesus, has turned their life yeah. around. So Jesus is the answer for no matter what it is, we can trust him. Yes. We as humans tend to get discouraged right. when he doesn't act as quick as we'd like for him to act. There's that old saying, God, I need patience, but I want it right now. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to wait for it. But God has his own timing. Yes. He's God. We see things from a human standpoint. But he is God. Mm -hmm. So he knows what's best for us. Right. He knows what's best for our children, right. our grandchildren, our loved ones, our neighbors. He knows what's best for them. He knows when the timing is right. right. And there are times it takes God working. Mm -hmm. And God works on his own time schedule. Mm -hmm. He doesn't rush in and mess up the job like Right. He knows when to move. Yeah. And God always moves when the time is right. Yeah. If he's given you a promise, then trust him. And never let go of that promise. Right. I don't care what it looks like. Just tell yourself, God, I know what I see, but you're not showing me what's taking place when you're working. I just see through my fleshly eyes. Right. But God is working in a way we don't see yet. Yes. So just trust him and never let go. Don't look on the circumstances. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. And forget how small we are. Mm -hmm. But always remember how big he is. Yeah. One of my very favorite verses in the Bible. This verse right here. Psalms 20 and 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Yes. Now, why did he put some trust in chariots and some in horses? He could use anything. But chariots was made of iron. Those things were heavy and powerful. And horses, well, everyone knows the figure. Horsepower. Yeah. Uh, the more horsepower it is in, in an engine or whatever, the more powerful it is. Yeah. But the word tells us don't put your trust in chariots or in horses. All we have to do is remember that name. Amen. Man, what a blessed people we are to know that name. Amen. We just have to remember it. And it didn't even say in this verse, go fight with it. Or do go to battle with it. It just says, remember. Right. Just breathe the name of Jesus. Because he's powerful. 
Psalm 71, 14, but I will hope continually and will yet praise thee more and more. So I came today to tell you, never give up hope. No matter how dark it may get in this world that we're living in, and I believe it's going to get darker. Amen. According to scripture, it will get darker. But do not panic. I was talking to my sister yesterday because we're talking about all these shortages and things. But I reminded her, no, there's a scripture that says I've never seen the righteous forsaken mm -hmm. or their seed begging bread. Mm -hmm. That's another promise of God. Yeah. No matter what happens in this world, God has everything in control. Yeah. And I am so glad that it doesn't depend on me to get this world straight. Amen. God has it in control. Yeah. And I have to learn. I received the Holy Ghost in July 1973. I look out and my goodness, most of you weren't even born then. And I have failed him so many times since then. But he has never failed me. He has been faithful. He has been just in my life. He has been good. And I have learned I can depend on him. And I trust him this morning. And I love him. Thank you. God bless you.